Hello, hello, hello. I am streaming in three different places. So I'm going back and forth. I was still talking on one place when I should have been starting on this one. I want to welcome everybody to In the Loop with Lupus Live. We are so excited to be able to share another lupus warrior who has a great story and a story of overcoming. And the whole purpose of In the Loop Lupus Live is to really share lupus warrior stories and allow them the opportunity to hear their own story as they tell it and gain some healing as well as inspire you and let you know that you are not alone. So our guest today, as you saw, is Tracy Wilson. So we are not going to keep her too much longer behind backstage. We're going to bring her on up and we're going to start this interview. So let's go. It's 7.30. We don't want to keep her too long. All right. Here we go. Hey, Tracy. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. I'm really so happy to have you. I'm I'm happy to hear your story and just just get to know you a little bit more. How has your lupus How has your lupus awareness month been? Um, it's been amazing, amazing. Good. I've gotten Good. great responses, awesome. a lot of aha moments, or I didn't know that. Thank you. So yeah, it's been really good. That that that's that's what it's all about. So tell me a little bit about you. What like. When were you diagnosed with lupus and what type of lupus do you actually have? Okay. So I was diagnosed 19 years ago. Wow. You with me. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm an OG in this lupus. (laughs) 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 But um, So the diagnosis started actually with joint pain, you know, Mm -hmm. as with a lot of lupus uh, warriors we started experiencing things intermittently, right? So right. for a time, and then it goes. And then you're like, what was that? Okay, never mind. But then it starts happening more often, and then it gets intense and everything else. So mine started out with joint pain. Mm-hmm. And I was working very busy. I had a lot of different stressors going on. And I believe that that is what probably contributed to triggering the lupus in me. Right, right. Life happens, some things you can't control, etc. So the pain was extreme. And Mm -hmm. I kept going to the doctor and I went through the pain medicine ladder. Uh, They prescribed me ibuprofen. I'm like, okay, come back in a week or two. Okay. Two weeks go by and the pain is still there. It's very consistent. Right. And it was getting higher. Then it was like, okay, well, let's give you Vicodin. That was two weeks. And Mm. I'm like, okay, this is hurting. At no point during this period of time um, was a test performed. Mm. So they were just going by what they thought it was. Yes. Oh, you know, she's probably um, putting more on her pain at this point. So let's just give her some meds and kick her on off. You know, medical gaslighting is real. Yes, exactly. And so this persisted over time um, to a point where I was on all these pain meds, but I was getting no relief until one day it all came to a head and Mm -hmm. I passed out from the extreme pain at Mm -hmm. work. Wow. By the time they got me into the ambulance, Mm -hmm. I was losing oxygen to my brain. Mm. Um. Fever of 106. Whoa. 
Yes, my brain was cooking. Ooh. Yes. Uh. Um, and then Brian they got from the inside out. Yes, exactly. Uh. Um, and it just started shutting down. My body just started shutting down. No one knew what was going on. They get in, right. into the emergency room. They do all the tests. Uh-huh. Couldn't figure it out. I, at that point, they found out that I had uh, fluid on my lungs and on my heart. Cool. Yes. Cool. So pneumonia and pericarditis at the time. And then that just led, yeah, that just led into the diagnosis. Yes. Uh-huh. A deep spiral down in the hospital for almost about three months, still couldn't figure out, could never leave. I felt like I was in, you know, the bubble. Yeah. Mm. I was the bubble girl. And then a and diagnosis it- finally came. So mine wasn't the typical um, mm-hmm. years diagnosis. Right. Because my body went into full shutdown mode. Uh-huh. With lupus just basically said, here I am. Yeah. I'm going to punch you in the face and you're going to take it. Mm-hmm. I hope you're ready. If you're not, well, F- figure it out, right? Yep. Figure it out. Pretty much. It's it, it had to be. It had to be rough. Did you have? Were you were you married? Did you have children? Were, what was going on? Were you just by yourself? Were you having to handle all this by your lonesome? No. So um, at the time, I was only twenty three, wow. and no kids. Living my best life, getting ready to just you know. Right. Just start your life off great. <laughs> right. Hit it, hit it hard. Okay. Right. I was traveling with friends, just loving and living life and right. slammed. I mean, just knocked off my square by lupus. Mm. No kids, um, wasn't married. So I just had family, friends, you know, Right. Except in my life. But essentially, while you were dealing with all these feelings and all this pain, you were you were going through it alone. Yes, it was a very lonely process, especially with finally being told that all of this is as a result of a disease. Right. And three. Yes. Yes. And that, oh, by the way, it's incurable. Mm. And then, you know, my only experience with lupus was from a friend in, from high school that I was really close with. And she had nephritis, lupus mm-hmm. nephritis. Okay. And at the time of my diagnosis, she lost her battle with lupus. Mm-hmm. So mind you, that's my whole experience with this disease. My friend had it in high school. I saw what she went through. And now this same friend has passed away when right. I've just been diagnosed with this thing. What, do, what, what do was you your, what, you're in your mind? I can't even imagine. What were you thinking? Oh, my gosh. It, was, it must have been so scary. I was like, dear God, I'm going to die. And I know that is so such a harsh thing, yeah. way to think, right? But. I felt like I was going to die. I felt like my life was over and I was deeply depressed. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. I mean, at, at, at 23 and just really getting into the world and just really starting to see what you want to be, 
<laughs> and yes. then this comes on you and makes you feel like you're like 92 years old and fearful of everything that can happen in your next moment. It's crazy. Exactly. I was just like, okay, so my life as I see it now mm -hmm. has to totally change. And right. I don't even know what that change will look like. Right. I don't even know how to initiate the change. I know nothing. Right. So yeah, very difficult. Yeah. All you know is that you're sick, you're not feeling well and, and something's going on. Right. And nothing that they're giving me or telling me it's is making them. sense or helping me in no way at all. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just crazy to me. Someone from um, Australia is on Instagram. She says, I'm from Australia and I don't know many people with lupus and she feels so alone. And what, what, what would you, what do you say to people when they express that, you know, to you? Because like you said, lupus can be such a lonely place, yes. especially when you're just getting diagnosed and there's nobody around to tell you what it's all about, which is one of the reasons why we started lupus and color in the first place. But you know, what do you, what, what would you say to her? Her name is who? Nikita Carnell. Hi, Nikita. I like that name. I do. <laughs> I do. Okay, so, so. I told you we were going to get off, off topic every now and again. No, it's okay. You know, it's okay. So um, I am a firm believer in support groups um, and building a support system. That's so cool. first to Nikita, I would say, you are not alone. Right. Places and groups such as this on Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. allow you to interact with other lupus warriors. Right. And we all share our stories and you see that you are not alone and you can, you know, chat with people, right. interact with people, engage. Yeah. To take it a step further, like I said, support groups, it's like a passion to me. So mm -hmm. I started going to a support group where I encountered other uh, lupus warriors. Right. And we right. became a true family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and because support groups are my passion, I started a support group myself. Awesome. Awesome. Because I wanted to make sure that all the support that I received in a support group, mm -hmm. I wanted to give that support to others and Absolutely. allow others to get that type of engagement and that sense of community. Because Absolutely. one thing about lupus warriors is that we are our own people. We are our own tribe. Right. We speak the same language. Exactly. We, we are similar down to the cellular level, right? messing right. around with lupus right the experiences yeah. that we um all have are nothing like anybody else outside of being a lupus warrior has ever experienced right so right. the the type of support and care that we give to one another is different yeah so seek out a support group whether online mm -hmm. in person form that type of support that you can possibly get and right. reach out to people. Absolutely. And you can't be afraid. You know, it's, it's so, it's so fearful. I know when I was diagnosed, I was so fearful of everything. 
And I didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't know anybody. I, like you, I had someone in college that I might have known that mm. supposedly had passed from lupus, but nobody could tell me what it was type of thing. So you're absolutely right. The support groups really make a difference. Someone was saying that they feel a little depressed and this helps. And that's why we do these type of things. We, we, we share our stories. We share our overcoming because as a lupus where you have to know that you are not alone. Yes. And that if I can do it, if you can do it, anybody can do it because we've been there. We know exactly how you feel and it does make a difference. It definitely does make a difference. So you said that you have um, systemic lupus. Mm -hmm. Do you have discoid lupus as well? No. So just systemic lupus nephritis. And then it goes all mm -hmm. over the place. After that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feel. <laughs> it's like it's everywhere, but where it's not supposed to be everywhere. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So at 23, you were you able to share with family what was going on and how did they react? Um, did they believe you? Um, were you dealing with some doctors that might not have believed you? I know you I know you said that they were going on their on their intuition until it really started kicking up in you. But there's so much there's so many different gaslighting tactics that people use. Have you ever had to deal with that type of thing while you were being diagnosed? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Oh, first, I got to say. Hey, shout out to Crystal. I see you. <laughs> hey, Crystal, you see you, girl. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I did encounter the gaslighting. Okay. And it's very difficult, especially when you're newly diagnosed, because mm -hmm. you are depending on the medical professionals to be that professionals. Right. You have this expectation for them to give you all of the tools, all of the resources, right. be forthcoming with that information and just helpful right, right but right. when they're questioning your pain level when they're asking you how do you feel on a scale of one to ten and in order Four for them to take you seriously <laughs> right you have to say ten right right but they're like no she can't possibly be at a ten right Right. But what medical professionals that I found during that time didn't understand mm -hmm. is that the level of pain is so extreme mm -hmm. that it may far exceed a level 10. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I was told that take this medication, it'll help you feel better. I was told that, well, it may not be as um, difficult to take this particular med. Um, one of the biggest gaslights for me, and even to this day, mm -hmm. is when I'm prescribed a med and I start questioning the side effects. Mm -hmm. And I'm told that, oh, you know, one in 10 really feel this, but it's not something that you should worry about. That hardly right. anybody ever experiences that. That's on such an extreme case. Don't worry about that. But right. what I've come to realize is I'm not the one in 10. Right, right. Absolutely. So I'm experiencing these particular side effects. Um, 
I was told I'm <laughs> I'm scheduling too many doctor's visits, uh, uh, that uh. my test results look normal or they look better. So right. you can fall back on the visits, but I'm still in pain. I still right. feel something deep within my body. Something right. is not right inside of me. Right, right. And that's and, so it's so important that you were able to see that and verbalize that. Um, even though some people were not really paying attention. Yeah. It took, you know it, it took time. It took time though, I have to say. There mm. in the beginning, I was not my advocate. Mm. I, I I wasn't on that level. But right. I, just, I I thank God that I, did, I had um, family, especially my mom, uh -huh. that stepped in and said, no. And my mom was a bulldog for uh -huh. several years uh -huh. when it came to the doctors because she's seeing everything that I'm experiencing. Right. She's right. taking right. care of me at this point uh -huh. during these bad times. Right. So she she's, she's seen it from the beginning and knows that you're that you wouldn't complain if you weren't in pain. Yes. Yes. You no. Know? It's like I, I don't I, I don't I don't understand doctors who do that. I think that it's because it's so much lupus mimics so many different things. And besides the fact that lupus mimics, we do deal with some medical gaslighting because being a black woman and how how that is perceived and how it has been conditioned into doctors to think that we can handle the, that pain a little bit more. Yes. You know, so that medical gaslighting always comes up so, so much to make us even do, like you were saying, self-gaslighting ourselves. I mean, like, what's going on here? Yes. <laughs> Am I, I bugging? Like, yeah. I was like, okay, well, they're the doctors. Maybe I'm not really feeling what I was feeling. Maybe right. it's not as bad as I'm thinking it is. Right, right, or, right. you know, maybe this is typical for lupus. So maybe I should just grit and bear it. You know, it'll go away over time. You know, mm -hmm. all these different things. Meanwhile, my body feels like it's contorting. And, you know, all these different things are happening. Rashes on my face. Um, just... I, I can't. Yeah. Just, it, just going was, awry. Your body was just going awry and people were still trying to tell you that it, that you were fine. Yes. And I'm you like, know, okay, do you not see this? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, just like Melissa was saying, she said, I fought with doctors for over five years and we know it takes up to six. It can take up to six years to really get diagnosed. Right. And she said, I knew something was wrong. They swore I was fine. Two years, two, two years later, she got diagnosed. It's a long, painful path and very frustrating. Absolutely. It uh, is. But it's also expensive. I mean, let's let's be real. <laughs> yes. Okay. If you yes. don't have proper medical care coverage, the road is even worse. Yeah. 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 It, it can be very costly, even just getting diagnosed, even just trying different medications to try and find the right treatment, right? Yes. Not to mention the emergency room visits, mm. the ambulance rides. I've mm. had three over the years, you know, it breaks right. up. It, 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 <laughs> I, 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 
you are just saying everything that we always talk about. The medical issues, the people not believing you, the the actual money that you have to put out to just get diagnosed, you know, or not being able to get any medicine and just walking in pain daily. It's just so difficult. But yeah. at 23, you went through that and you overcame. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So uh, amazingly, you know, everything that was happening in your body really helped you to just actually just continue to learn how to advocate for yourself. And that's important. Definitely important. When you have people that ask you, what is lupus? And, you know, oh, you're not really sick. What, come on. What is lupus? How do you explain that to them? I, 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 love, I love the laugh because that's something that I do often. <laughs> yes. So first when I hear, oh, you don't look sick. I say, yeah, I, I, I may not, but on the inside, uh -huh. my body feels like it's a cold 10 emergency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At all times. And, and if you saw what I look, if you saw what I felt like on my face, yes. or if I showed you exactly what I felt like, you'd sing a different tune. Absolutely. It, it would be a problem. I would, you wouldn't want to approach me. You wouldn't want to talk to me. You wouldn't even want to be around me. You sure wouldn't want to uh, hear what I had to say. Right, right. But we internalize so much mm -hmm. with the pain that we're experiencing. So what I tell people about lupus is it's an autoimmune disease. It's chronic. Mm -hmm. It's not going away. Right. It, it can have remission times where it's less Mm -hmm. But it's still there, just laying and waiting. Chronic disease, autoimmune. Autoimmune means my body is attacking my immune system. Right. Where when you're sick, your body jumps to your aid, your immune system jumps to your aid and fights really hard for you right. to make sure that you feel better. Right. And gets rid of any type of infection or anything else that's foreign to your body. Right. I said, my body, on the other hand, fights itself. Right. My immune system literally turns against me mm -hmm. and fights me. Right. And there's right. nothing I can do or say about it. Right. And there's nothing that you did to make it happen. Right. I now, does that usually get people to be like, oh, I understand now, or do you still get the, the occasional, well, that, that's just stupid. That just doesn't make sense. People still question, but then I continue to explain. Awesome. 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 It's a, it's a constant need to explain lupus to people. I don't back down from it because how can I make lupus visible? How right. can I make people aware? Right. So if I have to talk about it to I'm blue in the face or to you blue in the face, you're going to get this information one way or the other. If I got to shove it down your throat with a fist, yep, you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how you have to be. That's how you have to be. Um, someone on 
Instagram says, Star Soto says, I have days where I feel like I can conquer anything. And I have days I'm completely broken and scared beyond words. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? Absolutely. Um, when I lost my mobility. Mm. And this was later on in my life. This was about maybe three, four years ago when the onset of it all happened. No, three years ago, right, right before COVID. Mm. And I had just took on a new job. It mm. was my dream job. Right. And I was like, oh, yes. You know, life is about to pick up. Right. I'm about to do I all of Good. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, excited. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was getting tired. Mm. It seemed like my body, my limbs felt like lead. Mm. Where a walk would take five minutes, it was taking me 15. Yeah. Like I found myself when it to get up in the morning, you know, lupus makes your body hurt and ache in the morning as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to get to work for eight o'clock, I usually woke up at 6.30. I found myself during this time having to get up at five. Wow. Because wow. I just, everything mm -hmm. hurt it. And so I couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm doing test after test after test. Right. Nothing. Mm. They couldn't figure it out. So then it became, okay, is she making it up? Mm -hmm. But then they started running the blood test to check um, my blood cell count. Right, right, right. That's when they started noticing the severe anemia. Mm -hmm. It got so severe. They called me one day at work and told me I needed to call family and to immediately come into the hospital. Wow. If I did not, I may die. Wow. I, so see, this is the, the type A wow. me. I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll get there. And, but I needed to keep working. Look, I'm just kidding. I feel like I'm busy right now. I don't have time to die. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, you guys are being real dramatic here. Because if that's the case, you'd be upset. You know, I was like, I got things to do. So, you know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and so what they did was, uh, because I was cool with my boss, they called my boss. Because I had my boss listed on, you know. So, I get someone coming over to my desk. Hey, um, Kaiser's on the phone. Wow. I think we need to get you to the hospital. Wow. Going in turned into a full week stay, two mm. blood transfusions, an infection out of mm. nowhere, um, and lupus just running amok. And from there, when I was released, the mobility issue started. I had to stop working because I can no longer walk. I can no longer bathe myself. I can no longer lift my arms to even brush my hair. Right, right. Um, my mom had to take care of me fully at this point. Mm -hmm. My parents are divorced. My dad even had to join the shift. Him and, wow. and my uh, bonus mom. So wow. everybody's taking turns taking care of me. Right. And lupus once again robbed me 
again. Mm. Mm. That was the scariest moment in my life. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And what also was scary about that is I started taking chemo treatments too because the lupus started and just became so severe. Yeah, yeah. As you, as you were taking those cancer treatments, did they ever talk to you about how it would affect you or did it ever help <laughs> at all? Okay. So yeah, they talked to me about it, but I was so distraught. <laughs> I was in so much pain. I'm sitting right. in a wheelchair and I'm barely able to, you know, hold my body up. Right. right. And you want to tell me that I need to pump chemo into my body now? Right. Because this... Now a little bit more, yeah. Yes. This disease has done this to me. Mm. But my family, that's when they really rallied. Mm. I had asked the doctor, and I recommend this for anybody who at the moment can't advocate. If you can get your family members to go with you to your appointments or a friend mm. that can Important. be in the room with you, that's not afraid to speak up for you, right. so be it. I literally had all three of them in my doctor's appointment with me. And they bombarded that doctor with every single question possible. Mm. And that's such an important point to make. Um, yes. When you could not advocate for yourself, you, when you were too weak to do that, you had the, the wherewithal to bring someone with you to help you and to advocate for you. You know, And that's an important point to make. That yes. we have to try everything to try and keep ourselves safe even in these doctor's offices. Yeah. I mean, even when I was taking the chemo treatments, I had a family member there with me at all the treatments. Yeah. What ended up happening is I had uh, went through anaphylactic shock. Mm. Or if that's the, is it anaphylactic? Uh, I had yeah, an allergic right. reaction, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop breathing because of an allergic reaction to the medications that they were pumping into me. And it just so happened my family member was there. The nurse was off at the nursing station. Right. And because I couldn't breathe, I couldn't scream. Mm. And a family member was there mm. and was able to alert the nurse. I couldn't push the nurse's button. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. And good grief. Thank goodness for that family member being there. Yes. It made a world of difference of... Number one, how they care for you. Mm -hmm. And number two, being there to alert them for what's going on. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. Someone was saying it's your story, it's her story also. You know, and 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 that's the purpose of doing this. You know, I know a lot of people a lot of times don't want to tell their story. And I commend anybody who comes on and tells their story. And I commend those that have decided, no, that's just for me to know. Mm -hmm. But for me, I know that hearing someone else's story is not about, you know, saying, oh, she had it bad, I had it good, or whatever have you. It's really about, wow, she's an amazing individual that went through just about the same things that I went through. Yeah. And she's here to tell her story. And it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Um, let's see what we have here. We have some comments and stuff. Someone said that 
she didn't want to start chemo, but she was so sick and had young grandchildren mm. and, and wanted to be better so badly. And she actually tolerated the chemo and she actually tolerates the chemo well now and it has helped her. And that's interesting because grandma of three, I can't tell from the photo. It seems like the medicines that we give, because we don't um, have a lot of people of color in the different studies, mm -hmm. we don't really know how it interacts with us in our bodies and our systems. Yes. So everybody's <laughs> interaction with the medicines can be so different because of that particular fact, you know. Um, Robin stated, my biggest fear is that I, when I cannot speak for myself and all alone and terrified. Absolutely, Robin. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. They call me Cena says, thank you for sharing your story off of Instagram. And I'm so happy that everybody's tuning in. I want to thank you all once again for tuning in to In the Loop with Lupus Live with Tracy. I'm so excited to hear her story. So far, her story has been so compelling. <laughs> you know, it's been so compelling. And because, you know, you always see yourself in someone else's story. Yes. Because although lupus is different, it's pretty much the same, right? Yeah. I mean, the symptoms, you know, it. It affects us differently, but at the end of the day, we're still diagnosed with this particular disease. Right. And no one really knows the full gamut of lupus right. to this day. You know, it took them so long to get just the few meds that are specifically for lupus now. Right. Right. 50 so, years of biological to help. Exactly. We've been kind of piecemealing you know <laughs> right the, the treatments right. here a little bit from yeah. this yeah. something from ra something from you know hey this is a anti-malarial but let's try it you know yeah. so give it to them yeah yes let, let's see yeah yeah it, it can it can be really really difficult how how do you how do you now that you're older and you're 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 kind of a veteran so to speak, <laughs> right. I don't think we ever become veterans, but now that you've been through so much, what do you do to cope with your pain? Are there any strategies that you can give anybody that can help them maybe cope with their pain? Yeah. So um, that's a very good question. One that I honestly haven't quite figured out myself, you know, um, I know what works or kind of works for me mm -hmm. um, because I have kidney activity. I can't take all those pain meds, you know? Um, I've been relegated to a 500 milligram Tylenol, mm. which we know wouldn't knock out anything, okay? Right. It, it right. barely knocks, it might tap. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Yes, right? You know, so it's not really doing nothing to my pain. Um, right, right. I will say that I take long, hot showers at night. Okay. Long, hot showers in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, if I can get one in the middle of the day, so be it. Um, mm -hmm. I try and rest. 
-hmm. when I can. I'm not that good at it sometimes. I'll admit that. <laughs> um, I give myself grace. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. If I can walk, then I do. Right. Because I know movement is important. Mm -hmm. I drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people say, watch your diet. I, I do my best. Right. I'm not good at that either, and I'll admit that too. <laughs> Look, I, I I'm with you on that one. I think my 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 uh, food journal would be like salad, 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 a whole pizza, a bottle of wine, <laughs> you know, right. all this stuff that I shouldn't be having. And then, okay, I'll go back to the salad, salad, salad. Right. For me, it's like, oh, you know, I had a salad with my meal. <laughs> and I drank a glass of water with my meal, you know, right. but I might have had some sweet tea and, uh, right, right, you know, right. a piece of a long, piece of piece along with it. So, like I said, you know, um, I mean, all we can do is our best, right? Absolutely. You can't do anything more, anything less. You can only do how much your body allows you to do mm -hmm. and how much your mind gives you the, the strength to do. And yeah, I absolutely. love what you said about extending yourself some grace. I'm a big proponent of that because I think that sometimes we're pretty hard on ourselves, don't you think? I think so. But, you know, that probably goes to our personalities. Mm -hmm. The more people that I meet with lupus, the more I find that, you know, we aren't the people that just sit still. Right. We aren't the idle people. We aren't the people who are lazy. We are go-getters. We are the starters. We are the mavericks, the people that just, you know, hustle. Right. And so lupus hits us and it's like, oh, I want to do so much. But then your body's like, um, no, not today. Oh, no, <laughs> not today. You know? And right. it's like, okay, but I had all this on my list and I got all these invites and your body's like, okay, well, I mean, you yeah. send them my regards, but <laughs> you're going to be sitting here, right? Remember, go, <laughs> yeah, you know. So it, it's it's hard, but yeah. I extend myself some grace. I may have all these things on my to do list mm -hmm. that you know I need to accomplish, but if it doesn't get done, it's all right. It's all right. Mm -hmm. um, Tasha said on Instagram says, I try to pace myself. Yes. Um, grandma was saying, does anyone have guilt when you have a day that you just can't get up and do for your family? You ever experienced that? Yes. So no. um, I've experienced we that quite a bit. Um, yeah, when you can't do for yourself. That's you know, you kind of get over that. But when you can't do for someone else that you that you care for, it really kind of it's sucks. hard. Um, yeah. I'm a TT, so I have I think four nephews and one niece, and I was always a very active TT. A TT is an auntie or aunt, right. and um, in the beginning of my lupus, once I got it under control and got life back on track, mm -hmm. I had a nephew. He's now 18. So I was able to do different things with him, right? 
go to Disneyland and Universal Studio, you know, all that. Uh, just different things. Now I have a nephew who is seven. Mm. And that Tracy is TT is yeah. not the same TT that he has yeah. for himself. You know, he didn't get to experience the me that was so active still. Right. You right. know, now it's like, TT, I want to go to the park. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this bench. <laughs> if I got enough energy to get out there, first right. let me right. You right. Know, put on sunblock and, you know, get all ready because I'm going to be outside. Yeah. If I can do that. But it's important that you're saying, even you're saying to yourself, if I can do that and you are you are honoring the limitations of your body and that really releases a lot of stress from you. It does. It because does. You're, not, you're not putting so much pressure on yourself. Oh, this is my nephew. I have to do this. And then you go ahead and do it. And then you're overworked yourself and now you're down for four months. I know you've been there. <laughs> yes, I have. I have. To, you know, to Granny's point, it it is a sense of guilt. I'm yeah. still, Farrah says she's still learning. I'm still learning too. Uh -huh. You know, I have guilt. I want to do the different things with my families and, and friends. Absolutely. The people, my loved ones who I, I have in my life that I do contribute in taking care of them. I can't. My mother is about to be 70 years old and she's taking care of me. So I have guilt as a daughter, you know, because it should be the reverse. So granny, Not hang, alone, in right? hang in there. Yeah. Hang in there, everybody. I know we've all been through it. Mm -hmm. We've all been through it. We're still, we're still going to go through it every time. I always say that there's a mourning period for lupus and you go through that mourning period as a cycle and it cycles yes. through and between the guilt, the anger, the stress and all of that stuff, wanting to be who you used to be. Yeah. You know, you're, you're grieving yes. who you once were. I Absolutely. still go through that. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. I grieve my career. Yeah. I I grieve the ability to get up and go. Right. Right. I grieve the ability the 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 ability to be present sometimes because lupus fog will knock you out. Yeah. You're right about that. You're so right about that. yeah, it's definitely constant. Yeah. And it's important, like Farrah said, that you realize that it's still a, it's all still a learning process. Even though we might have gone through something, we still don't know what's to come. Every every it, to me, it seems like every lupus flare is different. <laughs> you know, you would think that the lupus flare would be the same. Yeah. But do you think do you feel like that, too? Like every lupus flare is different. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like, OK, now. I know that my hand or my arm is feeling a bit bumpy, but then something else happens. And I'm like, huh, would you look at that? You know, right. or I'm like, okay, my, I have contractures. Right. Okay. So contractures is the joints and ligaments, all these different muscles hardening. Uh -huh. 
and it makes you disfigured. Right. And so I had to watch that happen. Mm. And I'm like, this is new. <laughs> like, you know, when did this happen? Right. That How did from? this happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> sometimes you can do nothing but sit back and laugh because it's it's so unbelievable some of the things that we go through dealing with this lupus. Yes, yes. But and here you are here. still smiling. Oh. I I I I you know, I I don't resilience is amazing. Yeah, I don't, you know, come down on anyone. If you get down, I understand. Just don't stay down. Right. Um, say it again, girl. Say it for the people in the back seats. That's the truth. Yeah. So I've been through a lot with this disease. Things that have embarrassed me to my core. Uh -huh. um, but I still continue to fight. Uh -huh. When they call us lupus warriors, that is nothing but the truth. Right. Warriors are hard battle. Uh -huh. Yeah. We fight. Absolutely. We don't give up. Absolutely. We may rest, mm -hmm. but we're going to get back up and do what needs to be done. Absolutely. Awesome statement. Awesome statement. We're, we're always going to fight. Tamia says, I have three kids and me and my daughter have lupus. And it's hard fighting for the both of us. Ooh, Tamia, I understand that is rough. That is rough. And I've always said I want to be a scientist because I want to see how it goes through lines. You know, it, how it goes through a gene pool. Um, cause you know, you have, you have the, the, the blood tests that don't tell you everything. It's not a specific test. So it doesn't tell you much of anything about lupus specifically. It just tells you about more of the inflammation in your body. Right. And then you have the whole criteria that they go through with your family history. And sometimes, you know, that family history is a little muddled, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yes. by the time you got to the doctor, they were like, well, what's your family history? <laughs> and I told them I didn't know. To be right. quite honest, my mom's family side of the family is from Mississippi. My dad's side of the family is from Georgia. As Black people in the South, growing up in those particular areas and the times that they grew up in, no one kept medical records, right? right. No one probably really had adequate medical care. And when and Annie, what is back then, right? What is that? Hadn't heard of it, nothing about it. Right. If something was hurting, what did they take? Some type of you they use some type of salve or something that they came up with. Right. right. Some you know, home concoction, right. Exactly. To uh, to try and help them through this, right? right. So right. when I got this and I'm looking around like, okay, well, does anybody heard of this? It's like, say what? Okay, well, let me not say the name. Let me try to describe it and right. what I'm experiencing. Once the most I got was, oh yeah, grandma had, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. arthritis. Yeah, 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 yep. But that's it. Absolutely. So when the question was posed to me about, hereditary was it hereditary is it mm -hmm. family members i'm like right. nope yeah and if if it was we wouldn't even know i mean there are people like 
Miss Jessie on Instagram says she was adopted and has no family history. So, mm. you know, it's so hard to just pinpoint just to try and become a scientist. I wish I was disciplined enough. I'm not going to say smart enough. I'm going to say disciplined enough because I hated school and I would never go back. Not <laughs> for that long. Yeah, you know, but I would love to just trace people's uh, history back mm -hmm. to see where it came from. For me, there's always been an autoimmune line in mm. my family, whether it be diet. My son is type one diabetic. Okay. Um, my father has scleroderma. So, mm. I mean, it's in that line. And it's just interesting for me to see, like, um, the young lady stated that her, her and her daughter have it. Yeah. It just runs through those lines. And maybe they just missed it. You know, maybe they just missed it. But I mean, there's different factors also. Right. It could be dormant and it could be, you know, stress. It could be environmental. Yep. It could be any of these things that makes lupus get active. Right. 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 And you know what? I always say hindsight is 2020. When I look back on my life, when I was younger, maybe 17, 18, I remember, you know, getting hives going out in the sun. Yeah. And you're like, when you were going through it, you were just like, well, maybe it's just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just sick. But when you look back after you've been diagnosed and you've gone through all these different things, you can look back and see maybe that was what it was. And it was coming out that dormancy, like you stated. Yeah. I mean, I was told when I was a teenager, probably many people were told this as it relates to the joint pain. Oh, that's just growing pains. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was like, okay, well, whatever that means, you know, and I'm I got and I'm still growing. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm shrinking now, but I mean, whatever you say. Right, right, right. And Tina says she's the only one of her whole family on both sides. And you know, it's just, it's, it's so odd. My, my sister used to say, you're just special. You're just special. You're just, you know, it all comes to you, you know, <laughs> just, you know, embrace it and adapt and change, you know, mm -hmm. and it's hard to do that. We're always learning um, how to adapt and change and deal with this whole lupus issue. So I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I have a couple more questions for you. Okay. What have you learned about yourself since you've been diagnosed with lupus? What's the, the, the one thing that you never knew about yourself that you learned simply because you're dealing with lupus? Um, I have more faith in oh. God than I could possibly imagine. Wow. And that's what keeps you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to know if anything that we get through, it's not just us doing it. It's got to be something bigger than us. And you don't have to believe in what I believe in, but you have to know it's not just you, whether you believe in the universe or whether you believe in God or you Yahweh, whatever you believe in, you know it's not just you. Yeah. It's not you know. by my strength at all. And right. my faith through all of this, those lonely nights, those days of sitting in, in the hospital looking out the window, 
those beeping machines. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it no one's around. Yeah. Get me chills. Woo. No one's around but me and God. Definitely my faith. And that, there's nothing else left to be said about that. Because without it, where would you be? You know? And like you said, you can get down. It's it's normal. It's it you should if you didn't get down, I I I'd be a little upset afraid you know what i mean mm-hmm. but you can't stay down there and you have to find something that helps you yeah. get up absolutely absolutely who is this tammy said i'm third generation and my daughter is fourth on my mom's side yeah wow. it's, it's it's in that gene pool i'm not Damn. sure what's, that's just a lot and like we said earlier you know it could be from way back when and we just don't know um, Crystal says, my dad passed from lupus, early 30s, all male siblings. I have it. My daughter's 18 and having a lot of symptoms. Same time as she did. Years of weird symptoms and teens, no diagnosis, still kidneys failing at 21. Mm. Y'all, y'all been through some stuff. Yeah. It's so hard. And you guys are all, what amazes me is your resilience and your strength and the power that you have to just come on and say what has happened to you because you know when you relive the past that can cause some stress in you as well it can but you know what too it's cathartic for me personally yeah to be able to release all of this and to help others feel seen and heard and even if they're not doing the talking or the interviews i feel honored to be able to get up and talk about all these different things and represent the people who have lupus that are silent who are afraid right terrified absolutely i don't mind standing in the gap girl you don't you don't said it you don't said it because sometimes we have to speak for others Mm-hmm. When they can't, when they don't feel strong enough to speak for themselves. And even if you don't say anything on these lives, and even if you don't come out and tell your story, as long as you're hearing, you're hearing that yes. you're not alone. That's the most important thing. The most important thing. We're almost done because we've been on here for an hour. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> I mean, you said it's like talking to your friends. So. I, told you, I told you I'll be your best buddy from now on. <laughs> I tell you. Someone said, I saw something on here on, ah, I lost it. She said, I feel you on this. Who is this? Miss Cassie said, I'm, I feel you on this. I'm often told I have a crazy faith. It is absolutely my faith in God that has been keeping me. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go, Casey. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Jamie said, you have no choice but to be strong. And that in itself is empowering. Go ahead, Jamie. You better preach it, girl. Yes, it is. <laughs> you it better is talk powerful. about it. You yes. better talk about it. I have three more questions for you, and then we're going to let you go and you know relax for the evening. Okay. And that first question is, what is your fight song? What is the song that makes you get up and get moving past that lupus pain? Okay, so there's like a couple, right? Uh oh. <laughs> so 
Um, one is Mary Mary. Their mm. song is called I'm Walking. Yes, I love that one. And so it talks about not running, but walking, walking in your purpose, right. walking in the time, being grateful and thankful for where you are. Everybody can see you and look at you, but they know that you just walking through it, going through it, pressing through. And I love that. Um, their song called Go Get It. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. Yeah, go get your blessing. It's your time. Yes. Get up, go get it. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> like hypes me up. I and feel love that one. <laughs> um, I am a Fred Hammond fanatic. another gospel artist. Mm-hmm. His old, one of his old songs, um, Blessed. Mm. Yes. Love that. Blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. Hmm. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. Hmm. Absolutely. No matter what. I try and keep that mindset regardless Hmm. of what I'm going through. Because I open my eyes, I'm blessed. I'm still breathing. I'm still living. Talking. I'm, I'm still. Right. So. That is awesome. Because all the songs you just mentioned, I swear they get me moving. Yes. They get me moving. They get me understanding. Look, this is just the earth suit, but I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> and it's good to be here. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people are giving you so so many hearts on Instagram. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love all your, your support. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Thank y'all. Tracy has an amazing story. She's been through a lot and she's here smiling, has overcome them as we all have. Um, my second question, and then we have one more after that is, mm-hmm. what is the quote or a scripture that keeps you motivated? Okay, so it's, a biblical scripture. I have several, but this is the one that, you know, um, it's Romans. I had to write it down just so I make sure I say it the right way. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Romans 8 and 28. Mm-hmm. And we know that all good things work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So I believe that. Um, in having this particular disease, I believe that God is going to use it all towards my good. He's going to turn it around. And he's using me for his purpose. If I didn't have this disease, mm-hmm. would I be talking to all these people right now? Mm-hmm. Would I have made an impact at speaking at all the lupus, lupus events that I've spoken at? Would I have made an impact at all the different in all the different lives of the peoples that I've spoken to and interacted with? Would I have started a support group? Right. You know, I know that this disease is hard, but I've chosen to do something good with what has happened to me. Absolutely. It's made me more empathetic, compassionate. Right. Even for people who don't even have lupus, mm-hmm. 
-hmm. just period. It's made me be able to listen better. Right. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. You have to find someone. I think someone said it on um, Instagram. You have to find a positive. It might have been grandma of three that said you got to find the positive in things. And you can't always you can't always dwell on what has happened. And you can't even be fearful of what has even yet to come. You know, you have you have to really just live in your present and go day to day. Last question. (laughs) Then you're going to be able to relax and. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Okay. What three pieces of advice do you have for lupus warriors that are tuning in tonight? Uh, Let's see. I think I said it earlier, one of them. Mm -hmm. Give yourself grace, right? Yep. Do what you can, when you can, how you can. Right. If you can't, don't. There's really no immediate need to do something that you don't have the capacity to do or handle. Mm. Sometimes you got to sit stuff to the side, put it off for another day, or release it to someone who can do it. Say that again. Release it to someone that can. Yes. Um, The second one. Get a support system. Do whatever you can. This journey can be lonely. Uh It can be polarizing. You can get stuck in your head, stuck in your body, so reek with pain and grief that you you, you just take it all in to yourself. Right. Support system looks like Family, friends, support group, um, just whatever works for you. But try not to be alone. Right. Right. So important. Yeah. Important. Um, Lastly, find a way to be your advocate and find others who were willing to be advocates for you too. Mm. Very important. I think that has been very important. I mean, I was blessed to have family members, friends jump in. And through all of this too, even the nurses in the hospital, I get injections every Thursday, every week. Today was one of those days. Wow. Because my anemia, after all these years, I'm uh-huh. still having issues. Uh-huh. So I get injections, been getting them every week for the past couple of years. Uh-huh. The nurses and the staff have been so awesome. Right. They right. advocate for me too. Yeah. So that's important. Find some advocates. And I love that. I love that. Give yourself some grace. Find a support system and be your own advocate Mm -hmm. and help and allow others to help you when you need them to advocate for you. That is awesome. Yes. That is allow is big. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because like you said, I think that most of the time 
we are so busy being superwomen or supermen. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes we got to shake that cape off. Yes. And allow others to help us. Mm -hmm. you know, especially when we're struggling and not yeah. feel guilty about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed your story. I, I know you've been through so much, but I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about what you've been through and where you have come to. You know, it's just a, an amazing, amazing journey. Amazing journey. So we're going to start wrapping up. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Maybe give us your... Uh, your support group name. Oh, okay. How they can, how people can find you on the internet if they want to join in. Okay. Um, so you can actually email me at LFA Oakland group. LFA Open group. You want to type that in the, you want to type that in the chat for me? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do it on. And so many people are saying, thank you. Thank you, Tracy, for showing up and showing out. Lupus Warriors represent. I love it. <laughs> Let me um, try. Thanks, ladies. Let's see what they're saying on here. Thank you for sharing, Tracy. You told our story that some of us are unable to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for coming in. Mm -hmm. Let I me see it. if I can find. Um, so the support group meets every third Tuesday virtually on Zoom. Okay. Let me see if I can find um, the link and I'll post that in the chat as well. Okay, awesome, awesome. We're out of Oakland, California, so that's PT time, Pacific. Yep, not a problem at all. We always want you ladies and gentlemen out there to go on and support our lupus warriors and talk with them and, and support their, their goals. Um, Tasha on... Instagram says, thank you so much. This was so helpful. Fifi Baby. Thank you, Miss Tracy. I love I love that name, Fifi Baby. I have to say it like that. Fifi Baby. I love it. <laughs> I try to be hip every now and again, y'all. <laughs> and once she gets that link, I will post that link. But I just want to thank you so much, Tracy. This has been such an enlightening conversation, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Like, I just think this is just amazing. Yeah. Anytime you want to share anything with us, you just let us know and we will get on live and we will share it with everyone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that we can support one another and really get the word about lupus out there. So thank you everyone for tuning in as, as Tracy just uh, finds the link and I'll send that link out, whether it be through this chat or I might just put it in 
at the bottom of the chat so you all can see it and be able to link on it. Um, yeah. And then we'll get some people to the group. Let's see. I see your message. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to send this chat out in a different way, Tracy, okay. because I don't want you to get spammed. <laughs> you know, with, with Zoom, it's funny because when you put that Zoom link, people kind of spam on it. So I'm going to put it out there in a different way. Oh, Thank God, you. please. Yes. No yeah. Spam. Yeah. So Thank you so much, Tracy. We have taken up so much of your time. I appreciate you spending a little hour with us and sharing your story. And I hope that it was helpful for you to see from where you came from to where you are today, a strong and brave, courageous lupus warrior. So thank you so much. Thank you. and Thank you for doing this for all the lupus warriors. And thank you to everyone that tuned in. I think this is a awesome platform and the awesome opportunity to just share and awesome. to empower. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Tracy. And I'll reach out to you later. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Tracy, for coming on. What an amazing, amazing story Tracy had. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm over here doing two different things at one time trying to get it all together up in here. So thank you all for tuning in and listening to Tracy's story. Was it not amazing to you? I mean, the resiliency and the power and the strength and the courage and the bravery is amazing. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I will be putting out some information for Tracy's um, support group so that you can support that. And you can also garner some support from her support group. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Can you make sure you post the boom link? Yes, we will post the link um, to Mia uh, for everyone to try and get on the support group. Thank you for tuning in. This has been In the Loop with Lupus um, in Color. Lupus Live, telling lupus warrior stories and spreading lupus awareness one butterfly at a time. I thank Tracy for coming on. I thank you all for tuning in on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. So thank you so much. And please, please continue to follow us with our Lupus um, Awareness Month activities so that we can really get the word out about lupus and get the awareness. So thank you, everyone. And you all have a great night. Bye-bye.